This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host with the most more cheese for episode 75, recording on Friday the 10th of March for cheese, which is Saturday the 11th for me. Today we talked about Upland and had a conversation as to why it is the future of the metaverse. We also looked at a whole bunch of really cool articles that you're not going to want to miss. Oh yeah, so dial in for uh, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades episode of... The worst show ever! Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. The ranger, one's like it stumps, one's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto geeks. Hello, welcome to the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. This is episode 75, and I forgot to tell you a joke. Good. I'll get you later. Yes. I'll get you later. Whatever, Ben. Whatever yes. Ben. Did, did, now, forgive me if I'm wrong. Didn't we do a secondary bet about the crypto markets? No. We had that first little bet. I thought we had a bet where we bet another 50 <laughs> upex where you said we were off to the rockets. And I was like, ooh, I think we're coming down. Well, you said that we were going below 20 on Bitcoin. Yes, I did. Are we below 20? Yes, we are. Are we? Are, I'll give you 50 epics for that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Let me, let me pull that up here. Yes, we are oh definitely God. under 20,000. That's yes. awesome. 19,972 as at, what is it for you? The 10th of March, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So yes, there's there's lots of red there. Wow, so, that is so cool. So and the market cap is I can't see it because of the zoom thing. Market cap is below one trillion again, so nine hundred and thirty-one billion. So that's quite a significant pullback. Now, do I think this is the big massive pullback that I believe may be on the way? Not financial advice. Do your own research. No, I don't think this is. I think this is just a little nibble. A little sign of the blood yet to come. But this is because of that one thing that we talked about last week. The Mt. Gox payments. Yeah, some ungodly amount of Bitcoin is scheduled to hit the markets. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I did do a bit of clickety-clicking around before we got kicked off. And mm -hmm. what do you know? Here's a headline here. Why is the crypto market down today? Now, there's two things in here that I did, was not on my radar at all. Take it away. 
the crypto market is down today after the fallout from Silvergate Bank's demise. <gasps> a U.S. regulator-led lawsuit against KuCoin Exchange and hawkish comments from United States Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell spooked investors. Well, come on, people. Come on. So Silvergate Bank, does that name mean anything to you? Doesn't no, but KuCoin does and yeah. Jerome Powell does. People are so gullible. Yes, well. Uh, that, those coins look so pretty, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, when I was young, when I was young, when I used to get my allowance, I used to smell the money because I love the way the dollars. Oh, you're sniffing people. Cocaine. Do you know that they said that every dollar bill that's not newly issued has traces of cocaine on it? That's how much cocaine was done in the U.S. (laughs) Yes, you Yankees do like your your um powdery substances, apparently. But yes, no, that's that's quite a decent pullback on the old um the old Bitcoin. Money smells delicious, man. Oh, that's. It's not, not like a new book smell. smell. You're literally smelling the scum you're smelling of the city. Power and ability. Ugh. I think you're smelling bacteria and viruses. Oh gosh, Ben. I was seven. I got a dollar. <laughs> yes. Now you always uh, right on my crushing dreams. <laughs> crushing dreams since nineteen seventy six and sixty eight. That's my motto, yes. <laughs> So this is the candlestick chart, the seven day for the Bitcoin. Yeah, she's a big couple of big massive red candles. And that's that's kind yeah, of what I was expecting. But that looks like it's gonna come right back, fill in oh. the gap. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Fill in the gap and create a cup and handle. Oof. Yep. Well, you you you're the you're the trader, not financial advice. I'm just the knucklehead that fucking People, the stuff. smart investors are going to be like, whoa, bye. Not financial advice. Uh, so you're thinking chop and then some more green? Let's oh, go my. It's going to go back up to 22 and then quite possibly 25. Oh, this one, this chart makes me look nervous. What have we got there? Big candle. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I think that red is... All right, what is it? March, let's say by May. It'll be by 22, at least. Yeah. And uh, 50K. And I'll send to you for 50K today. And I have to buy that property from you. What date did you say? (coughs) Um, May. May. May 1st, yeah. May 1st, 1st, what was your bet? Over? Uh, At least 22. May first, at least twenty-two. I reckon we. I reckon we'll hit. I reckon we'll go down below <clears throat> seventeen. I'll make it oh, worthwhile. I hope you're right. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I hope you're right. I reckon. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll easy. I think we'll easy get a red candle at some stage between now and then. We'll get a crash down below seventeen, maybe. I'll go double or nothing, maybe even down to 16. Wow. If they go down to 16, <clears throat> I'll buy another one. What, another Bitcoin? Jesus, don't, how, don't give how, how loaded are you? Don't give attention to it, 
Jesus, I'm over here dollar cost daily dollar cost averaging crumbs, and you're just like, I'll just buy another one. But I told you when we got into when I got into it back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yeah, I, I'm go. a holder. I'm a holder, Ben. Very cool. I should have sold so, some, but I mean that's my that's my mistake. But yes, well. Now, there's a lot going on there in the crypto space. Um, like I said, I ceased all of my daily dollar cost averaging. I do have a tiny amount there. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a pullback and then I may uh, – the, the um, interest rates in Australia have just gone – I think we're like eight or nine consecutive interest rate hikes. So our mortgage repayments have gone through the roof. Um, every time the interest rate – Every time the interest rate goes up, I increase our mortgage payments. So we're we're paying, I think we're paying about a hundred dollars a week over the minimum. So every time it goes up, I I keep increasing the rate, but I've also ceased all of my daily dollar cost averaging, and now that kind of that free money I would suppose <clears throat> is filtering back into the mortgage. But it's do, starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, we got to be careful here. Do they have like a refinancing for a better? Um, yeah. why don't you try that? Um, we got an incredibly good deal through a broker. We were very lucky to get into the property market when we did. Um, it's a possibility, but uh, I don't know. Try. We- you never know. And it doesn't, all it does is take, well, over here, it would put six weeks of a drop, a slight drop in your credit score, and then it goes right back up. Yeah, we just, it's a completely, <clears throat> but um, yeah, no. Well, we, we're just staying ahead of it. Like, um, we're certainly not feeling the pinch, but we have started to cut back on, you know, like non-essential sort of things. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know what it is. <laughs> you have to live like a poor person in order to remain rich. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very frugal. I'm extremely frugal. Yes, well, we're 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 not rich by any stretch of the imaginations. We're definitely a kind of a week to week budget sort of system. But um, yeah, with with the, it's just about balancing what we have, you know. Um, and I, you know, I I'm a bit weird where I pay like we have water rates, you know, um, you know, you got your land rates, electricity bill, you know, all the utilities. I pay those every week. So we got our um, electricity bill yesterday, and it's four hundred and fifty dollars in credit. You know, I'd, I'd rather pay a little bit every single week and stay ahead because I don't yeah. want no nasty bills out of the blue all of a sudden. So it's just about balancing those rates. So as the mortgage payments, as that pressure kicks in, well, I'll cut back on those weekly utility bills to help cover the difference and that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's just about balance. Yeah. I hear so, you. So, yes. All right. Um, should we move on to some upper land? What's the general, anything much happening at the moment? We've got, uh, I believe there's another tour going on. You banked your sends. You did the old Uplando bank the sends trick. I did. I did. And um, I asked around in the cafe last night to see who did the tour. Quite a few people did the tour. They thought it was interesting. Um, C. Prado did the tour, which was great because that, you know, she's from there. And uh, she was a little disappointed they didn't do Liberdad. Mm. I said it right this week. Thank God. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> but um, 
you know, I, I, I think it was cool. Like, um, as we open up more places around the world, people will be able to have to do that kind of tour. I like if they do a tour in the Bronx, I'm all in on that. I will spend uh, the 5k to get there. And, but and what, what would it take for them? You know, what would they need to change for you to say, okay, well, I'm definitely doing this one because as it stands at the moment, I couldn't give a toss about these tours. So it just, just doesn't interest me in the slightest. Well, I mean, it depends. Like for this one, I think I was just lazy. I usually like to um, experience them a bit, but <clears throat> like, I don't know what they were giving out. I guess they would have to give out something really nice. Like, like not Spark because I I, I don't, I don't think um, Spark should, should be given out. I think they should give out something really beautiful that represents the area they're doing a tour in. Do you remember the good old days, Cheese? Do you remember the good old days where you'd do a little tour, you'd go around the map, and at the end of it, you'd get a block explorer? Yes! Yes! And they were exclusive to those who did the tour. How much does that cost Upland to put a block explorer together to give out? Yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the butt on the back end to sort it out, but surely after, what are we, three years into this game, surely there's some automated systems that they can employ. Um, and, you know, that helps... That helps prop up the block explorer market and gets community involved. I, I would much rather a block explorer than the reward is um, 0 0.01. 0.01 spark. Um, yeah. that's... Now, all right, don't get me wrong. If you're from Sao Paulo and your block explorer is just happens to be there and you're a new player, right? And yeah. this is the best way, aside from the login rewards, to get spark. Yeah, yeah. This is sure. great. This has its place. But you have to think about people like us. Like, we're not going to do yeah. it. Yeah, we're not going to do it for point one Spark. We're going to do it for a block explorer, like an exclusive block explorer. So while this does has it have its place, you know, yeah. give, us, give us OGs a cookie. Give us chunky uh, porpoises a cookie. Yeah, and, and even if it wasn't, you know, one block explorer for everyone, you know, it's it could be, you know, go in the draw for maybe a, a smaller run limited set of block explorers, you know, instead of however hundreds of mints, maybe it's just 100 mints and then it's the luck of the draw system. Yeah, that, that might get me. The yeah. You could get a block explorer. That would definitely get me to do it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to leave my home of San Francisco and go over to somewhere for... And that's an expensive point plane ride. That's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, <laughs> I think there's there's ways that they can jazz that up a bit. Um, so that was one thing. We have another landmark auction. Um, did you? We, we talked about this. Well, I certainly put it in the UDU server. I mentioned like I could not give a toss about landmarks. Um, it just seems like a one. bit of a flex. Or I want. I want a flex. <laughs> the, the only reason I would get one is if it was in a, you know, a at least an exclusive or a rare collection or something like that. But if it is in like one of those collections, it's going to get gobbled up at the highest maximum price. And I'm not dropping, I'm not dropping, what is it, <clears throat> 20 million or something, something crazy. So in, in saying that, the, the most expensive property I ever bought was a 10, 10 point something million 
Upex property in the rare Dumbo collection in what is wow. it? Is it Brooklyn? Brooklyn. So that was yeah. yeah, that was a bit of an impulse buy. That one I me and another ex UDU member were going backwards and forwards about the Dumbo collection because I was lucky enough when that city opened, I went straight to Dumbo and I minted three, but they were three small ones. And then, you know, Brooklyn was just a classic. That was the ultimate burn, that whole fiasco. So, but then on the back end of that, there was massive Dumbo rare property sat there for months and months. And I kept looking at them, looking at them, looking at them. And I was like, right, I, I was just about to get in the shower one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going for it. So like, screw this. Screw I carved it. off a chunk of crypto and gobbled it up and then got back in the shower. So it's definitely, it's, it's not something that I've ever regretted because, you know, that, that, that one collection alone on, um, as well as my San Francisco um, financial district collection, that pretty much props up the entirety of my um, UPEX dividends. So, yeah. So it was a chunk of change, but would I drop that much now? No, I, I'm definitely not putting in more crypto into this um, cash. I don't have 10 grand burning a hole in my pocket. So if I could, if I could continue to slay the FOMO dragon, I might be able to stack that amount. Yeah. And then like if you can get it, yeah, if you can get it like that, there people have offered me a a landmark or two for a really good price, but um, I had to buy my factory uh, land and this is the net, but I'm definitely going to try to, to save and whatnot. I like, I like the amount of, um dividends they give too those are really nice yeah yeah that that's kind of that's the biggest attraction if it's just some random thing that i have no connection to no it's i got no interest so we'll have to wait and see and i don't know what else is happening let me just check here so we had the landmark auction oh and the uh metaventure directory and raid that was cool yes metaventure directory yes i love that i don't know do you have Upland open? Can you bring that up and share it? Sure. Oh, I only do it on my mobile. So that that's something that was sorely needed because, you know, we did say we've been giving a lot of feedback that the um, the spread of the orange dots over the Upland metaverse is becoming a bit out of control. Like you can't tell what the hell's what. So, you know, you don't, you, you can't tell from a distance whether it's a block explorer shop, a legit shop, an outdoor decor, anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> my Upland is like loading. Is yours? Oh, I'm on mobile, so I don't know. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's very, very sorely needed and a great addition. I think what it is is my um, – I haven't shut my computer down in a bit, and this happens to me a lot. You got 50,000 tabs open again? No, it's working I... for me. All right, yeah, it's, it's freaking computer. One interesting thing that came up is last night I went ahead and filled up the listings in our showroom again. Now, for a small showroom, the um, max is supposed to be 250, right? But there's a, I think I worked out what the, that, that last sale that we did, we know that once I went over 250 items listed, it created an error message and it glitched out the whole system for, you know, it was almost an hour. Wow. Because there's a, because there's a lag. When I list items, there's a lag, you know, pending because it has to clear the blockchain. It takes three minutes. So 
I can have, say I've got 245 items already listed, right? So there's room there to list another five. But within the UI, because it takes three minutes for the blockchain to catch up, I could actually list another 15 items in those three minutes. But then they start clearing the blockchain and then it goes, hey, wait a minute, this is over the 250 limit. And then it wigs out because currently we've got 251 items for sale. And last night when I checked it, it, it actually said 258. So I think that's the, remind me, I've got to follow up with the team. I think that's the problem with that glitch that kicked in. Uh-oh. So, yes. <clears throat> oh, wait, I so got the, it. Yeah, the 250 limit is a soft limit. You can actually go over it until the blockchain realizes that you're, you've gone over and then it spazzes out. It goes glitchy glitch. <laughs> uh let's see all right oh my god all right share a plan um there yes the three little what do you call it the magic hot dog that's what, what uh it? goldie calls it and then right here Yes, directory. The directory. We go to shops and look at how beautiful it's right there. Yeah, and it's it's cool. <clears> like <throat> you can you can filter by shop type. Uh, the little filter button on the top right there, you can click on that and filter by shop type, and then you can click straight on that and it goes. Wow, look at this beautiful image. I wonder, oh, I wonder who, who created that. that. I know. Yeah. You get some yes. really inexpensive undermint gnomes if you still need oh i actually have a buyer that's going to gobble all of those up so if you want <gasps> one you better be quick wow yes um yeah one of the feedback points we did send through to upland was please give us the ability to or make it auto magical that it lists these items per item type not when we put them up for sale because at the moment it's a bit all over the place and oh i didn't tell you Jen did get back to me this morning about that and said it is something that they are actively working on. So that's good news. Thank you, Jen and the team. Yes. I love Upland. Look at these trees. They're so cute. These yes. trees broke me. They broke me. Yes. So don't forget, <laughs> at the moment, we have a, a campaign going where if you buy five trees, you get a free Halloween sign. Now, we will get those out to people We'll have to get those out before I go to Japan. So within the next week and a bit, we'll start that process anyway. So that's cool. All right. Anything in particular you wanted to touch on about Upland? I believe we've well, got some stuff yeah, to talk about. Yeah. I would like to do a little thing called a conversation as to why Upland is the future of the metaverse. Sounds very fish. <laughs> I like that. You sound like Rachel Ray. <laughs> can, can the worst show ever go fish? We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Why not? Let's try something. Right. So run, run that by me again. What was it? <clears throat> so why Upland? Why do you think Upland is the future of the metaverse? Okay, cool. All right. So that's, that's our starting off point, is it? All right. So... How are we even going to possibly begin this conversation? There's so many ways. There, there's so many ways. It's hard to begin it. Um, God, like we could start out with we're not attached to a token. We're, we're, yes. we're not. Our value is not based on whether or not 
Bitcoin takes a dive. And we talked about Bitcoin at the start of the show. Yeah. Well, we, and we are the one and two show. This show started because we cover both sides of things. We're not, we're not all roses and puppy dogs and ice cream. So yeah. Um, originally I was one of the people way back when that was kind of pushing like this needs to be on an exchange. And as we've seen with recent history, it is definitely a case of thank God nobody listened to me because. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, you, you don't really know what you want in such a new space and what you do want may not be good for the future of the space. So like, if you don't get what you want, don't cry about it. Just yeah. go to something else. Now, one of the opportunities of the Upland Metaverse is that you can get, you can begin and get engaged for free. You you can start this process for free. Um, Chase, can you, can you um, buy property in Decentraland and the Sandbox Exchange for free? No, you cannot. Could you buy a chunk of the Facebook Meta platform for free? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> not not as not as a somebody who wants to build stuff in there or own property or anything like that. No, those are just kind of um, extensions of a social media platform that's already there. Now, yeah. our the main ones that we can compare ourselves to, if I can call ourselves, meaning us and Upland, sort of thing is sandbox and decentral and they're the big ones now entry points for those are in the thousands tens of thousands in some cases so entry point into upland is free you can sign up if if you're if you're lucky enough that you've seen it before you sign up you would have jumped jumped on somebody's referral code you know we've got our referral codes in the links in the description most of the other content creators have you know referral codes um you can get yourself what is that? I think that's a bonus. Gosh, I think it might be, you might start off with 6,000 UPEX. Maybe it's four. I don't, I don't remember, but it's, it's a decent chunk anyway. And if you wait for a city release and with the fair start act, the FSA system, you can very easily get yourself maybe four to five properties, depending on how you work the collections, you know, those early collections, the, um, the King of the street, the city pro, if you're, savvy enough to be able to work those out you should be able to get yourself four or five properties for free zero mm -hmm. zero money spent yeah and then that leads us into another great are we jumping thing. straight away we're jumping I'd, I'd like to hang on the tokenomics a bit tokenomics longer, all right if, if that's that's all right, <laughs> all right. So, so, so i'll, I'll give um, my point at the end <laughs> okay so yeah you can get involved for free that's that's you can't do that in the other metaverses as like a the owner it's just it's not even an option as far as i'm aware i'm happy to be corrected if i'm wrong right so you can you can buy sell trade you can upgrade that account you can get all of these different bonuses um if you're engaged and you're savvy and you get engaged with the community there's lots of options available there um you can get to the point where you can sell it for usd so there is a prospect and you look like you're frozen. No, you're just concentrating. It, it, there is a prospect where you could get involved for free and then you could sell. If you just wanted to, you could cash out for US dollars and you might make 50, 100 bucks. For... But this is different than tokenomics. Well, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm leading there. So you could do that. And there's a lot of FUD in the community now where, um, you know, the property values are down. You know, we've seen the... The prices in Chicago very recently were at the $3 USD floor. Well, what would the 
what would the value of those property be if we were tied to a token on an exchange and we're in a bear market? You'd be talking about those properties are now worth fractions of a cent. Whereas because we're not tied to any crypto tokens, you know, it is stable. The only instability we kind of have is that play between the UPEX price and um, what the USD price sells for. That's, that's kind of our tokenomics. Yeah. I know you're all about tokenomics. So what, what's your take on that whole angle? I'm glad we're not on a token, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. because of what we talked about with Bitcoin. Yep. All right. Now, before I so, interrupted you. Uh, yeah, you did. Um, speaking of the FSA community. So community, we have the best community. And this leads from the tokenomics point where you or no, your point of getting in for free. If yep. you do your research and you do everything great and you get into the discord, you get into the cafe, you will see that people there really want to help. And you will see that people really do uh, reach out to new players to purchase their FSA properties. So yep. you, you will always be able to sell that. If you get into a standard collection and you buy like the three you need or four, whatever, how many, and then you buy one extra. Someone's going to buy that from you for a decent price. And there you go. You just keep buying and buying, you know, yep. and that takes great community. And with community, you have a good, with a good community, you have ease of networking, you get yep. friendships and partnerships. This is where you start building your name, your brand. Um, you, I, I, I'm gonna, because I see people saying, "Oh, nobody wants to partner with me. Nobody wants to part with partner with me." Oh, woe is me! Like you can't be someone who expects an already established partnership to say, "Hey, come on in." First of all, second of all, you need to have something to offer, whether it's bookkeeping. You know, you just take the amount sold put it in a nice spreadsheet and have it ready for the business owner, whether it's artistic thing, whether it's um, marketing, bringing people in. There's so many things that you can offer as a package and don't expect an already established partnership. Create your own partnership. Look out there, look for your artists, look for your, your bookkeeper, look for your, business business own business person you know the community yeah. is amazing so you won't have you will not have a hard time yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of the fud that i see that kicks around within the upland community is a lot of people want the juice without the squeeze you know they want all of these rewards but they don't want to put in much of any effort so you know it's a bit of a interesting situation and i guess that's um are we should we dive into that whole you know a consumer versus a producer angle yet or do you want to hold off on that um uh, this mean, is we could get into that sure yeah yeah because this is the upland one of the strengths of the upland metaverse is that um both of those opportunities are available there. Now, if, if you want to just play Upland as a kind of a monopoly on the blockchain passive sort of person, 
um, yeah, you can most definitely do that. Is there a whole heap of stuff to get you and keep you engaged from just a purely consumer angle? Well, that's there's definitely room to say at present, no, there's there's not a lot to do there. What are you going to do? Treasure hunts and a few tools and this and the other thing. Um, yeah, it's that that's a, that's a fair point. However, on the flip side, we are Sorry, like we are famously that. still in beta. <laughs> there are so many things still under construction as far as like Dak just did an interview with um with Upland about the URL, but then there's a lot of stuff kicking off with that. Um, we've just signed up to be gold sponsors, two gold sponsors. We're sponsoring via the Samurai Aquatics and the UDU. And I've also worked through the URL is setting up their one-year anniversary. We've also put um, prizes up um, in the name of Samurai Aquatics and UDU as well. We're more than happy to sponsor all of those sorts of events. So, yeah, there is a lot of stuff in the background that's being worked upon. And it goes back to your point, if – if you want to be just a pure consumer, yeah, maybe there's not a lot for you to do at present, and that that's a fair enough play. Um, yeah, if you like, want to, you could be a consumer and collect and wait for the future. But yeah. and that leads to another point: is earning an upland easy? No, it's not. But if you put the work in, you're going to earn a lot of money, like Ben and I and Detect did. Like we put in the work. If you see yourself being, um, how do you say, successful in anything, you're no one's gonna give you anything, right? Yeah, you gotta put um, the work in. Exactly. Like that, and I'll, that'll lead to a con later on. But you have to put the work in. You have to have an idea or many ideas. Not all of them are going to work. I mean, look at the network. Like, what was Ben's first great idea with the nodes? Like, we still have things to do, but his his thing was neighborhood ratings, right? It looks like neighborhood ratings may not go our way. It probably definitely won't go our way, but we evolve and adapt and we made it something else. You know, you can't yeah. cry. You can't cry because things aren't going your way. You evolve. You put the work in. You you get the meta venture. You get if you can't get a meta venture, set up a spatial for your stuff. Do you have stuff that you sell on the side? Do you have this? Do you have that? Upland is the platform for it. Yeah, and it's it it does need to come with a healthy dose of patience. And you know you can't you can't you can't just expect everything to fall in your lap all of a sudden. Like famously, we waited two years from the time that I was approved you know, for the outdoor decor business, it was almost two years before we actually officially opened. Now we've been open for, well, it's the 11th of March here today for me. I think our first outdoor decor sale was the 12th of March. Um, so what's that, four months? November? No, our first outdoor decor sale was November. So November, December, January, February, March. So four months we've been open. In that four months, we have... Now, you did the, the math on this the other night. We have sold almost the equivalent of 20 million Apex in user-generated content. So um, if I, want, I wonder, um, it'd be interesting to, to work out on a, you know, because we're in, a part, we're in a three-way partnership. That all gets divided three ways. There's fees involved, of course, and um, we have put a just an absolute shitload of hours into this to get to that point 
I was up until 3 a.m. last night working on one tiny little piece that's going to go in an area on the cushion. Go ahead, Ben. (laughs) I was just going to say for the next set that we're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we've had multiple meetings about that set. So what are you shaking your head about? You didn't let me finish. I didn't say anything. You You said go ahead, Ben. Yeah, because you were talking over me. One little piece on the side of a cushion that you probably won't even be able to see completely. Go ahead, and I'm done now. (laughs) I have to talk fast, so you're going to (laughs) just... Yeah, but you you just predict that I'm going to interrupt you before I even do. Yes, so, yeah, the possibilities are limitless depending on what effort you want to put in. Um, I know you're a gamer, so that's your kind of background, but you, you came into this as a kind of classic halfway between a gamer and an investor sort of thing. So I came in more as an investor to me, Upland is not a game. I guess both of our experiences are different. Yeah. Well, depends how you want to talk about it. For me, it's still very much is like I came into it purely from a gamer perspective, but I have a history of building communities around mobile games. So I don't know. That's one of those things where you put the effort in for what you want to achieve. I still think there is there is a fair argument that if you are just a pure consumer and you want to play the Upland game, yeah, that then at present there may not be a lot for you to do. Well, and then like if for me, also events, Upland holds in-person events around the world. This June, we'll be going to Genesis Week in Vegas. Um, there's also another event in San Francisco with the... Um, where they're uh, the going game, to give that money thing. The GDC, the Game Developers GDC, Conference. GDC, yeah. yeah. Now, and that's the one. They might do NFT NYC again. Go ahead. Yeah, the GDC, that's one of the things that I used to FOMO about when I was doing game development back in the day. You know, that's a really awesome conference. It's absolutely massive. All of the indie gamers and some of the AAA games, it's a massive thing over there. So that's very cool if you can get involved. Yes. Anything else? Why else is Upland the future of the metaverse? Nope. I could I could think of a con to bring up. Okay. All right. So one con of Upland, in my opinion. This is my opinion, so don't get butthurt. Um, if you're lazy and you think people are just going to give you money for nothing, Upland is not for you. Uh, Upland is a place for patience, hard work, and make a name for yourself. Whether it be, you know, Ben and I went and did a show for over a year, maybe, uh, yeah, over a year before Upland even noticed us. We could have got mad at it. We could have been been futters, but we didn't. We stuck with it. We We had a vision. We knew what we wanted to do. And eventually, you know, we started paving our way through it all. And um, the, the Metavengers finally came through. Could that have fallen fallen as well? Sure. We would have just adapted and seen what else we could have done. But you can't just expect things to be given to you. You can't expect um, a game that's in beta to completely follow everything they put out exactly. Things change, you know? Um, they change because they have to, because the future... It, the 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 founders has a different idea of what they see, 
right? So I know that Upland does listen because they do watch the general chat. They do watch the cafe chat and they see, they they will make changes. You don't have to flood on them in public, on Twitter. That's just hurting your investment. And investment is just a word that I like to use personally. I know they meant it in a different way. That was another butthurt story, but I'll digress. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it depends what your underlying motivations are. Like, yeah, we, we started shows way back when, but our motivation wasn't to make money to get, you know, to get out there. Our motivation was to just expand on what we're doing and to have fun. You know, the, the Upland community although it is by far the largest and most active metaverse community that's out there. I think we have 67,000 unique active wallets for the week or something like that. Um, that's miles above any other metaverse, unless you want to say that Roblox isn't officially a metaverse or something like that, because then that would smoke up land. But um, yeah, it's, it's very active engaged for the community. And I forget the point that I was going to make, but um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Roblox. Yeah. Well, so, I think Roblox has its place. Upland has its place. Roblox has its place. Yeah. So it's, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. So like you, you can't come into this and say, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and put out all of this content and I'm going to make, that's going to be my job. That's the community is way too small for that. And if, if you don't have the patience to write it out and your motivations are to have fun and put content out there, if your motivations are financial, you you're gonna you're gonna fail because you you're screwed from the get go. So it may get to that point somewhere in the future if you continue, as you said, to continue to put the work in, to put the grind in. But um, I I've, I felt like you were you were channeling Sarah Connor vibes there. You're like the you're almost saying the future is not yet written, Chase. The Sierra Sierra Connor, come with yeah. me if you want to live. Come with me yes. if you want to succeed in a plan. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give Upland Daily a shout out, even though I don't <clears throat> completely like, uh, the FUD, the, the little bit of FUD, they could do that a little better. I feel like they are evolving. Like I talked to cafe in there and I, I talked to a lot of people in there and they do seem to be getting a little more excited. You know, you see superstars like elijah in there you see impasta in there the agency um it's it's really cool and remember when i was like we need more articles we need more people writing stories we need this we need this they bought it they took it to that level like like if you don't know what to do people will tell you what to do people will say look we have shows. We just need something that people can read something really fast that can like kind of give you a nice conclusion of the day. Um, go in that direction. There's so many ways to do it. You don't have to do it like them. You could write a medium article. You could become article uh, like professional and, and whatnot and uh, article famous. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, oh, I can't wait till this person's article comes out and this, this and that. You could talk to people, get their take on it, talk to Upland. Like people will be more <clears throat> available to talk to if they know it's going into an article rather than they have to spend time going on a show. Yeah. So Yeah, I think, I think well, I was going to say FUD is important, but that's not the correct way to, to word it. Critical feedback is important, yeah. but it's all about the way that you deliver it. 
No? I agree. Now, I'm going to say that I believe that the number one reason why the Upland Metaverse is the future of the Metaverse is because of the accessibility and accountability that we have with the founders and all of the upper management and that sort of thing. Like um, what other Metaverse platform, the founders of that go on just like random YouTube channels? Like we haven't reached out to try and interview Dirk and Idan, but I'm sure that you know, they'd be open to it. We kind of like to fly under the radar a bit, but we have had, we, we, we prefer to focus on the peripheral people like Lisette, who's a community manager and stuff like that. Now, I, I would is, be open for X1 to contact us and say, hey, you know, I'd like to come on your show, but that's just me. Go on, Ben, I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> that, goes, but that goes both ways. We can't say that he doesn't want to be on the show because we've never asked him. So it, that definitely goes both ways. But are any of the other metaverses, are they doing, is, could, could we contact Mark Zuckerberg and say, hey, you want to come on the wine and cheese show? <laughs> it just, it just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think there's that accessibility and that public facing thing. There's a lot of accountability at play there too. So you know who these people are. There's, there's literally hundreds of hours of, you know, interview footage with these people where you can get a sense of who they're who they are as personalities now you might you might not like them you might not like the way they do things or what they have to say but you cannot deny that they are accessible and you know open to your feedback so that's my number one reason do you have any to wrap this up do you have any like number one kind of overreaching bullet point um I think the ones that we went over were all important equally, but community I'd have to say is really important because that's how you do your business. Uh, That's how like you, you start anything is reaching out to people and like everybody starts somewhere. There's always somebody new, like, like look in the new players chat, ask around, Hey, does anybody know blender in here? Like you could start something new with somebody new. The possibilities are endless Endless. if you're willing to put the time and work in. Yeah. Very good. All righty. Shall we move? (laughs) Should we move on to some spillage? Sure. I'm I'm excited to see what articles you have today. Now I pulled all these up pretty quickly and I don't remember exactly what I've got going on. So this will be just as exciting for me as it is for you. All right, oh, here, here we go. I'll, I'll say the headline before I even pull it up here. Um, top metaverse real-world use cases to know in 2023. What do you think? Oh. Just off the top of your head, what what do you think might be in here? Metaverse real-world use cases. I am drawing a blank. I have no idea. Use I think, cases, um, like things that you need to know. There's a little sort of stuff that potentially. Time things that you would world. you would actually want to use so you know kind of moving beyond again going back to upland as like a kind of an entertainment you know platform real world use cases so let's find out shall we a world that is adopting to metaverse do not miss out on these real world use cases of the technology uh, yada 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 in business there we go chase take it away Businesses from all sectors currently utilize augmented reality to streamline operations. According to 
Old mate. Old mate. If I developed metaverse with promoting more collaborative atmosphere. Collaborative, yeah. Where data will be pervasive and always present. For instance, the Envision metaverse should provide operation staff with a far more immersive experience. That would be great. Enabling them to employ technology to direct even the most difficult field and service tasks, as well as better cooperate with others. Wait, so wait, actually this is hilarious. Is this where they they make um uh the staff as avatars and you can actually talk to them in the metaverse such as such I, as? Yeah, I believe that's a part of it. And so it's like they talk about augmented well, I have realities. a second point. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, because uh X1 actually put this on his Twitter. Uh, saying what is the best way to improve interaction between staff and and players, and it's it's funny that you found this because this is really relevant. Yeah, and we have talked previously, especially the augmented reality kind of aspect. You know, we talked about if you're wearing a special set of glasses and you're a repair person in a factory, you know, you're going to get pop up manuals and all that sort of stuff. So, it's the potential for business is very very huge and a whole range of aspects you know think about um staff training or you know there's lots of hr stuff that could be done in the metaverse and even real estate um you know being able to go in and you know have a tour around like a spatial kind of experience to view properties or holiday destinations or tourism or you know there's there's a whole <laughs> load of facets there the next one up is in advertising and marketing Many companies are developing a presence in the well-known VR environments. For instance, the game platform Roblox hosted the launch of Hyundai Motor Company. Company, Yep, we've touched on a whole bunch of that sort of stuff. Uh, gamers' avatars can interact with existing and future Hyundai products. Uh, Warner Brothers had a Roblox party. Yada, yada, yada. Walt Disney. We do know that there's a whole bunch of you know, musicians doing stuff. Um, yeah. So much so that Snoop Dogg has even started his own Web3 Shiller platform where they will assist you if you are some kind of product that you want to get out there. They will assist you to set all of this up in the back end. Nice. So they could take a percentage of your product. Yes. <laughs> That's smart. Excellent. I like it. Yeah. For revenue, Chase. Many businesses are selling products and services that are only available online. Gucci and the product and entertainment business, Super Plastic. Super plastic. Sounds horrible. <laughs> have collaborated to produce a small run of collectible NFTs. What the fuck is Super Plastic? Although Nike is developing an NFT that connects to its real world equivalent, Ralph Lauren is offering clothes for avatars. That's cool. It may indicate prospects for the larger business landscape since well-known fashion labels are now offering digital-only clothes and accessories, following in the footsteps of gaming platforms that have long-marketed comparable things as non-NFTs, which is dumb. So this is actually great. Not only is the um, <clears throat> labels going to make money but so are you because you're going to actually own this item and be able to resell it or keep it and collect it and whatnot so i think this is this is great for everybody involved yes 
that's kind of wearable skins, isn't it? And it goes both ways. I'm um, using the Gucci example just because it's in this article. You know, you could you could buy some kind of Gucci shirt or whatever that you can use in your online avatar, but it goes both ways. If if you own some kind of, or if you buy a Gucci product, we've talked about this before, where you may be able to scan an NFT. Uh, you know, there might be a QR code there where you're going to apply, you're going to award yourself an NFT, or you might be able to do something in some kind of metaverse that then qualifies you to get a real world product. So you're kind of both ways. Think of like, blending nfts like we have um we talked about this in last week's show the mclaren formula one team at the during the race period you can go onto their website and um, get yourself a free nft related to each race if you collect all of those and they're going to scan um the blockchain and they're going to use that to take a snapshot of who has the full collection then you'll go in the running for some actual in real life prizes which are pretty massive so it definitely goes both ways. Um, before you move on, I just Googled Super Plastic, and it's fucking awesome. Do you want to pull it up? Holy shit. It, uh, all right, yeah, I'll pull it up. It is... <laughs> all right, so it is like exclusive toys. Well, that looks creepy. Yeah, and Kid like super plastic, super plastic. Look Whoa. at this the superhero no one asked for. <laughs> I look at that's so cool. <laughs> Big Dick's hardware. <laughs> what look at that? I love it. Wow, so these are actual physical items that you can buy. Yeah, look at that. I want it. I want oh, this. It's only $95. Cool. And then Googie, like Gucci, the Googie Mon. That looks like the um, Upland NFT for the horror tour we did. Really? Uh, not the not the NFT, the Block Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Look at that. Whoa. Yes, make sure if you're listening on the Spotify, make sure you click the link in the description. <laughs> Check this out because this is some next level stuff. I want this. Someone out there, buy this for me, please. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. buy one for Bensu but just me first me first yes. <laughs> bye 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 consume yes um, in Obey. entertainment <laughs> younger customers who are projected to drive metaverse expansions which is Jesus always saying she wants some of that children's Roblox cash are showing a lot of interest in entertainment in the metaverse the 20, 2021 concert tour by pop diva ariana grande in the Fortnite game environment and related occasions offer a glimpse of the new immersive entertainment experiences that a metaverse will bring absolutely that's yes. awesome ariana grande and Fortnite. that's amazing yes and like i said that that's yes it is a bit clunky at the moment it is a bit janky you know there's not many people there when you go to these things it is a bit here and there and you might poke your nose at it and have a bit of a laugh but you know, think about the first phone you had, the first mobile phone you had. It was a bloody brick that you could do very little on. So, you know, fast forward 10 years and where are, where are we at? So, And I think this might be the last one. Yeah, the last one in customer experience, Chase. As extended reality platforms make it possible for enterprises to offer new experiences and prevent information, in novel ways, metaverse platforms have the potential to alter how, when, 
and where businesses connect with their customers. Businesses might also provide potential customers with other shopping options. For instance, Old Mate suggested that automakers give test drives in a setting that simulates its extended reality. Wow. Now, people might laugh at that last comment and say, what are you going to do a, a virtual tour of your car? That's not going to be enough. But Formula One teams, those drivers and their, um, you know, their, their reserve drivers, they spend hundreds of hours in sims that are super tied to the actual setup of the car. There's actually, when race weekends are underway, there's many of the big teams have somebody in the sim testing out things before they actually do it on the track like live. So the, the technology is advancing at an extremely rapid speed. So people know, are going to miss these times where they yep. had like moments to breathe between thinking of ideas and, and going like finding your next adventure. You're not going to be able to take a breath once this yep. gets going. And that, that goes back to that conversation we just had about Upland. Like, you might say there's nothing to do now. Well, if you have any any inkling or intention to move from a passive consumer to some kind of producer, make hay while the sun shines, you know, as they say, get to work. Um, <laughs> work now, work, this work, one work, 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 work. is a bit of an extension on this, so I don't know how deeply we'll dive on that one, so I don't know how deeply we'll dive in it. We'll probably just touch on it briefly. Business in the metaverse, the future of commerce. Wondering how the metaverse will impact the future of business. Want to know why the metaverse will enhance business opportunities. In this article, you discover business applications for the metaverse. So this is kind of an extension. Hopefully, like we've kind of given our perspective. This is somebody else's. Michael Stelzner's. <laughs> Stelzner's. <laughs> this will be his biased opinion. So, yeah, what is the metaverse? Basically, the way I think of the metaverse is an extension of the current internet that we already have. The current mobile devices we have, um, you know, it's Web3. It's the extension of that, the next evolutionary phase. Um, so, yeah, this, this is an important point here, if you want to take that one. <clears throat> Whether people realize it or not, many of us engage with the metaverse every day. We attend meetings via video in real time, use FaceTime, watch live streams, take part in Twitter spaces, play games together from separate locations, and so on. Yeah. So that that is the seeds of what the metaverse is. It's just, you know, filling it full of steroids and taking it to the next level is... In my mind, the metaverse will be... You put on your, your your VR or your glasses, you sit back in your comfortable couch and you go into a virtual supermarket and put stuff into your your cart and then go to the either cash out yourself if you want to have that kind of yep. thing or, or just have it delivered via Fresh Direct, <laughs> which is yes. basically the same thing. Absolutely. So this guy says, first in the reasons is the collapse of siloed user experiences. In the past, user experiences with communication, media, commerce, gaming, and finance were separated. Today, we, we can experience all of this on a single website within an immersive application environment. Yeah, absolutely. I remember. Separated. Yes. Well, <laughs> I remember when I first started buying, um, I was buying books and research materials when I was doing um one of my postgraduate degrees and my mum was like why are you putting your credit card details onto the 
onto the internet. That's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, back then at, you had to be careful. And now everything's online shopping. So, yeah. Well, that actually, I used to do that too. I used to go in when it was time to buy the books for college. I would go yep. in and I would write down the EIN numbers. And then yep. I would go on Amazon and you can get them for like one fourth the price used. Yep, absolutely. Second, he says, is the emerging ability for us as consumers to own our digital identity thanks to, to decentralization. Yeah. Rather than signing into and out of applications, platform experiences, using multiple versions of our identities that are owned by corporate gatekeepers like Facebook or Google, we'll use a single identity that we own across the entirety of the metaverse. And we've seen this recently with the kind of cross-platformy spatial thing with um no it's not spatial is it it's the ready player me avatars have now made their way over to upland so within upland we have our little ready player me avatar um you know it's you can see that on our clips that we put out it's cheese's version my version now that that's in upland if we go to spatial the same one applies there so absolutely and then, of course, with owning that identity, you're talking about uh, ownership of skins. Like if you if you get, like we just said, NFTs for clothing or the way that you can pimp out that um, avatar, that's all then available on the back end for sale. And last one, small business applications for the metaverse. Take it away. The business applications for the metaverse haven't really changed from the business applications of Web 2. What has changed is the emergence of and access to Web 3 tech that empowers small businesses. Now, we are a classic example of that. Like we just said, in the four months that we've been in operations, we've earned the equivalent of 20 million UPEX in real world dollars. What does that equate to? 20,000 US dollars. Um, I don't think that's anything to poo-poo or turn your nose up at. Um, <laughs> we created that entirely from our little community, our collaboration and our clickety-clacketing and our ideas and brain farts and whatnot. And then, of course, we had a lot of, we have to give massive thanks to the Upland community who have been our customers. So, yeah, all of that was created from, from what? An idea. We didn't need to do a business. Well, we did do it a business application, and there is a gatekeeper as far as um, applying for a meta venture and being successful. But compare comparing that to setting something up in the real life system. That's <laughs> whoa. And like, yeah. how long did you have to wait for your business? Yeah, two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. People are putting in applications, and after three months, are saying, yeah. "What's up?" <laughs> woe, woe is me can that system be improved yes yes is it yes. perfect no but yeah but do something in the meantime you know do like all right you're waiting for that have a plan b c and d you know plan a i, I filled out the application this is and that if you want to have a purple dot you're gonna have to join a udn whether you like it yep. or not it, it it's like oh you shouldn't that shouldn't be a step why because you say so yeah no that's, that's that is the first step it's the first step yeah there's there's checks and balances in place for a reason so if you're not even willing to play by the rules then you shouldn't be surprised that nothing comes your way um that article does go into a lot more details so yeah if you want to check that check that out the link is in the description we're not going to dwindle on that one for too long 
Now, this next headline, cheese, I'm going to put it out there again before I bring it up. Can VR influencers save the metaverse? Really? Can VR influencers save the universe? Why? By just streaming what they are, like show people firsthand? Not the universe. You said universe. I'm pretty sure they can't save the universe, but the metaverse, yeah. Does it need to be saved? Is it in peril? Uh, it doesn't need to be saved, but it needs to be exposed. It yeah. needs exposure. It's I I believe it's the metaverse as a concept is barely is barely at the walking stage, if you want to use a humanoid analogy. It's, it has been born, it has been breastfed fed a little bit or bottle crawling. fed if that's your thing. Whatever, it's gone through the crawling, it's fallen over, trying to get up, it's hit its head on the floor, it's screamed, it's pooped itself, <laughs> it's pissed in the mum and dad's face, it's done all of that stuff. Oh we're kind of at that we're kind of at that toddlery stage. Um yeah, I don't I don't think it needs to be saved, but I'm interesting I'm interested to find out why this person believes so and how influences can have any impact. Well, I think if it's an influencer that is part of a group that isn't into the metaverse right they're reaching a an audience that doesn't have firsthand knowledge of it doesn't have any experience with it so i think influencers in that aspect can be an a, a, a huge impact how big is the vr influencer market though it can't be I don't follow any well, VR influencers, do you? I don't, I don't think I don't, I don't think it's <clears throat> a VR influencer. I think it's a regular influencer well, putting is, on VR. This specifically says VR influencer, unless that's yeah, maybe it's a huh. separate thing, a separate hustle they're doing. Um, but it's the metaverse dead. <laughs> uh, but others are still convinced virtual worlds are the future. They are. It can't be dead because it's barely alive. It's only just it's just sprouted. So that's kind of crazy. What is the metaverse? So we already know. We're going to jump over that. Um, hang on. There's a point there. Technology journalist Jay Peters from website The Verge says, some metaverses include elements where you can create your own content and build your own words. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> this is why some people argue that popular games such as Minecraft, Roblox, and Fortnite are examples of metaverses. Roblox, yes, Fortnite could be, but they famously haven't really dipped their toe too deeply into it. And Minecraft was, but then they said they don't want to be. <laughs> yes, but we speculate to remember that they're doing that because they want to block other people from doing it and set it up themselves, which makes perfect business sense. Yeah, or or not. Or not, yeah. Like they could have had them do all the work for them. Yes, but the vision seen in glitzy tech show rules usually involves users putting on a VR headset to take part. And rather than being an arena for death matches, the vision is for something more like a digital version of the real world. Companies believe metaverses could one day replace going to the office and become the main way that we socialize online. Yeah. Yes. VR headsets, I can't imagine that I will use a vr headset within the next five years unless my, one of my kids wants to get one um i know you have whatever you, you've got the latest fandangle one that's available publicly i use it for beat saver <laughs> yeah it's, it's more of a entertainment kind of thing at the moment yeah but joseph wilson actually has been creating a whole thing 
I did see that on Twitter. Meta Horizons, yeah. He keeps creating like all these little situations and stuff, and pretty soon he's going to uh, have a whole world there. Yeah, I mean, and the VR system at the moment, it is you're pretty much attaching a two bricks to your head. That will that will improve, simplify, get better. I hope so. Yeah, because it is uncomfortable. Yeah, faster, smaller, stronger, cheaper for sure. He um, sounded like Kanye West. Oh wow! No, I'm. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I'll just move on. Yes, um, a magical experience, Tigress X who's been creating gaming content for more than 15 years, says one of her favourite metaverse activities is watching films with friends. Okay, so you're right. This is If she's been around for 15 years, then she's just some kind of gaming influence that's taken on the VR aspect, yeah. It almost feels like you are physically hanging out. I mean, we do this every week with the UDU podcast. We get together with our, our circle of friends. We hang out. We shoot yeah. the shit. We have a good time. Yep. And that's just via Zoom, so, yeah. Is that a metaverse experience? Well, I guess you could argue. You could definitely argue that it is. Yeah. So metaverse. Welcome. <laughs> open to the public every week. Yes. <laughs> I actually attended a wedding in VR once for a friend who lives in America. It was interesting for sure, but really fun. Yeah. And we saw last week people getting married via. <laughs> was it? Was it no. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yes. Uh, Oh, and Decentraland, Taco Bell and Decentraland. Another influence, uh, Tech Manju creates video content, plays VR games, and shares commentary on YouTube and TikTok. He first delved into the metaverse to, in quotes, to go places that you can't go in the real world, different worlds, universes, galaxies, and dimensions. That's why I first play video time- games. Yeah, and the first time you put a headset on, it's a magical experience. It is. He says. It is. Yeah. Um, it's really special because it's a higher level connection than meeting somebody through message or a game. He says, yeah, people can connect in different or better ways than they could otherwise. I like yada, how yada, big yada. her eyes are. Yes. Now, I dabbled on this way, <laughs> way back in the day. Like, maybe going back to what we talked about before. When I first moved to Japan, um, no, not when I first moved to Japan. When I convinced my wife to go back to Japan for our second biggest stint, um, she wanted an iPhone. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want a bloody iPhone. Um, I think I might have told this story before, so I'll do a quick condensed version. Yada, yada, yada. Wife wins the conversation. We get iPhones, and I'm clicking around one night. I find a mobile game, Super Stickman Golf. It's a simple little quirky game. I get highly addicted to it, love it, and there's an aspect of that in there where there's strategy involved, where you can do sort of things to improve your score. So I start putting these, um, I think I was on Twitter. I start putting out these, these, you know, little uh, tutorial kind of things. Like if you want to get this score, do this, do this, do this. Nice. That led to a, that led to the creation of a forum. So I started an old school forum and within that forum, we built a community and that kind of expanded out that, moved on to um, the game, then evolved to Super Stickman Golf 1, 2, 3, and uh, there was the ability to screen record your matches and that sort of thing. So that led to the creation of a YouTube channel that I had, a little gaming YouTube channel, and it also led to we were doing online tournaments. So a whole bunch of us would get together coordinated through the forum to do these you know, these matches. Um, if you're a savvy clickety-clickety, you'll be able to find all that sort of stuff. It's pretty funny to look back on. But... 
at that stage, it was all forum-based, so it's all text-based. It, it, there was no, I guess we Skype was around then, but we, we never used Skype. But, you know, fast forward to now, if we had have had the technology we had now back then, the, the experiences we would have been able to do is vastly more improved. So, yeah, I think, it, I think it's awesome. It's, it's definitely about taking things to the next level. No, I agree. I like it. So that was a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the influencers, what's their role going to play? I think you're right. It's just about getting the word out there. Like, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the mainstream media about metaverse, it's all Mark Zuckerberg fight. Well, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. And, you know, share prices and, oh, Meta's lost the $10 billion or something. Yeah. It's, there's so much more to it than that. So I think that's pretty cool. All right, moving on. Now, this one, I just bring this up because there's a lot of stuff happened in Sao Paulo recently with the Upland Metaverse. Now, this says the breakout NFT conference is building Web3 communities in Sao Paulo. Ooh. So I, what are we... I've been really impressed, though, with the Brazil community. Yes. Uh, in Upland, they're they're extremely tenacious, and <clears throat> I I don't know I, I I'm I'm very excited to have them. I can't wait to see a good amount of them in the uh, Upland Genesis Week because a few of them will be coming. Do you know if Musid is going to make it this year? He won't be able to make it. Ah, uh, because you said he's got a new baby and stuff too. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah, but yes, um, yeah, they're they're doing massive things, and you know. The, some of the node projects and all of the various stuff they got going on immense over there with the Brazilian community. You're right. So it seems like there's a lot of stuff happening there. So a new NFT conference in Brazil is building on growing interest in the web three ecosystem across region, bringing together builders and leaders from the space to grow the local crypto economy. Now we did see, um, um, I'm going to say it wrong again. Is it Mangueira? Mangueira. Yeah. The Samba school, you know, they've, they've kicked off, they've done something there. So, that's kind of cool. So it says here lineups of speakers from concerts, art blocks, yada yada, and a wide range of artists from multiple disciplines. Um, so yeah, if if you are in the Brazilian community, if this is something that you're interested in, you should definitely check this out. Supporting a growing ecosystem of startups. The hosts of the conference are banking on the city's meteoric rise as a regional technology hub, making yeah. it the perfect scene for NFT and Web3 gaming companies to build and expand their communities. Well, wow. I would expect that Upland seems to be getting fairly deeply involved in this sort of thing. I expect oh, yeah. some, kind of, some kind of news to come out. And there's a huge uh, amount of, of big properties there, a big up yes. to square. The um, Giga Chad well, how, factories. How pretty was that? What was that Ooh. purple picture? Let me go back. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Image Shutterstock. Wow, that's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember when Mercedes was on the UDU podcast and he showed us like a an aerial satellite view of Sao Paulo. It looked really cool, that kind of business district. This looks magical. I love like, oh, I love the purple. Yes, a lot of people, when they think of Brazil, they famously think of the favelas and that side of things, but that's only part of the story. Yeah. All right. Now I'll just bring, I'll bring this next one straight up. I don't even know what it is. 
understanding the relationship between generative AI and Web3. Now, we have been kind of negative components of the generative <laughs> NFT space, like those cookie cutter NFTs. What was it? The classic one, the chick that farting into jars and they turned in that into an NFT project. But it even goes as far as Board 8, Yacht Club and all of that. Um, that's all generative AI art. What's the artistic value there? Very little because it's it's very hollow. However, both yourself and myself have dived into the generative AI art for practical reasons, not really financial reasons, but definitely to enhance our Web3 kind of experiences and events, things that we're putting together. Can you speak to how you're using generative AI art to help you? Well, I'm not using it in the sense where um, you have 10,000, like the board Apes, you have 10,000 images, one with a different hat or different shorts. <laughs> yep. uh, D-Tech and I use it in a sense to get, an image to motivate us to do something in the realms of um, <clears throat> AI art is not protected by copyright because it is just taking other people's art and kind of merging it together to create something new. Um, yep. I use it in a sense to get an idea of what I want to do, which it's very helpful in that, uh, in that aspect. I haven't used the chat, the chat AI yet, but I'm sure it'll make people even lazier as we go on. Yes, absolutely. Like, um, yeah, we use the art AI generators to brainstorm ideas. Like, you know, through the history of all of the Web3 stuff that we've set up and done, you know, I famously draw really terrible doodles. Well, I can do the same thing now, but in the, the generative AI bots, I can... You know, we can brainstorm different ideas and kind of get a feeling for how they look. But then uh, you, you're exactly right. We then use that information. It's a tool. We use that to then create what we actually want to do. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be interested to see what they say here about it. Um, the constant scarcity in economics, blah, 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 blah. In this article, we will discuss how generative AI and Web3 technologies are changing the notion of scarcity how they are impacting niche users of this product data streams and possible model monetization scarcity in AI. Do you want to see my dragon versus? Yes, I haven't even seen this yet. All I saw was the sneaky peek with the dragon, the Italian dragon hand. I saw that I, little I have been up since 3 a.m., Ben, 3 a.m. I know all about that. So, so I don't. Up. I don't know how this is going to, this is a very small version of it, but it gives people an idea of, where's my share? <laughs> I feel so like you, a grandma. <clears throat> you have the, the AI version. So that's the yep. AI version. Yep. Which right? is a, a good, now what were you looking for here when you were searching? Was it the pose? Was it the wings? Um, the, I wanted the wings. I wanted flying, but I, yep. I, you see how skinny this guy is. I added a tummy 
I made the the head, I changed the colors to match um, our logo, our, yep. our brand colors. Um, and yeah, DTEX says I, I put the Italian, eh, ma, uh, I forget like the Mamma Mia, <laughs> Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Yes. Um. So yeah, like basically, and then I, I like I changed a bit of the 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 shapes and stuff, and just made it kind of my own thing. Pixel by pixel by pixel. Pixel by pixel. Well, if you look really close, it's a lot of dot 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 dot. So that's basically how I do my uh. I can't wait to show DTEC. I haven't showed him yet. Nice. All right. So what is the point of this article? Let's find out. Web3. Yeah, it's just all background stuff. Niche users of generative AI and Web3. All right, here we go. Generative AI and Web3 technologies are particularly popular among niche users who are passionate about digital art and collectibles. These users are creating and exchanging digital assets that are unique and scarce making them highly valuable. Generative AI and Web3 technologies are enabling the creation of these digital assets that are one of a kind, allowing their creators to showcase their creativity and sell their work. Are they one of a kind though? Like if if I put if I put a certain number of keywords into the the art AI bot and pressed enter, is that going to show me something completely unique than if you put those exact same words in? No. Not, yeah, not, yeah, because like I know I, I D Tech and I were uh searching for sandwiches, like evil sandwiches with eyeballs, and they kept coming up the same in both mine and his uh searches. <laughs> mm, so that's interesting, yeah. Um, generative AI can could be used to create personalized content that is designed to soothe or inspire users. Well, that's that's how we're using it, we're using it to create personalized content. Yeah. Mental health platforms. What is this? I don't know. I think this might be a bit of a weird article. Data streams are continuous streams of data that can be used to, yeah, we know all that. Blah, blah, blah. Model monetization. Now, this is where it, like you mentioned this too, this is where it gets greasy. If you're using a, if you're using an art bot or a chat bot to create content that, that you're monetizing directly, with no customization at all, you're setting yourself up for potential a lot of drama. We saw this with the Trump NFTs where there were still like um, copyright logos on some of them. Yep. Oof. Yep. And it's it sucks because like these people are competing with with other artists and it's like Sometimes they'll they'll just come right out and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I used AI art and didn't make any modifications." Or Ooh. sometimes they'll say, "Oh yeah, it's mine," until yeah. somebody actually says, "Uh, no, it's not." <laughs> and then a lot of contests now in the metaverse are saying, "Cannot use direct AI art; must be modified." Yep. Yes, absolutely. which is awesome. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Yeah, now this article says one of the challenges of under the subheading challenges, one solution could be to use blockchain technology to create a transparent and immutable record of ownership and usage rights. But you could also be setting yourself up for immutable 
shenanigans and trouble on the back end. Like if if you don't, like that's the classic case with the Trump NFTs. Like that's there for everybody to see. That cannot be altered. Yeah. It's yeah. the proof is in the pudding. Oh, that's yeah. It's, that's, it's crazy. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- this is weird. The scarcity angle that they're talking about. Okay, sure. You can use an AI bot to create a one of one NFT. You can do that all day long, but yeah, that's not really. It's not protected either because no, not yeah, at all. they're saying that you cannot you cannot search an image in AI and then use it and then expect no one else to search that same image and they use it. It's Claim not it protected. Exactly. Yeah. That's, exactly. oh, mama, yeah, they're setting up for a world of drama there. <laughs> so at, at the very least, you should be altering it somehow, whether it's through filters or, you know, what, what you did with your Ethereum NFTs where you would create the image in pixels and then you would use distortion that was part of your artistic process was you know manipulating things yeah you've got to at least do something like that yeah yeah you got to change it it's got to be changed yeah that's otherwise you're going to get yourself in a world of pain now this next one goes back to what we're talking about with um entertainment as far as the future of the metaverse now have you ever heard of main skin? No. I don't know how to, pre- don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Are you saying main or man? Main? What, manny skin? I don't know. That's got one of those oh. weird, weird European characters on it. I don't no idea how to pronounce it, but main skin. Main skin set to deliver mind-blowing metaverse performance. Now, by looking at the pictures, main skin or however the hell you say it. Like some kind of Dutch. Freaky they look Dutch. very freaky deaky, but there's some <laughs> kind of some kind of band or group, I would guess, looking at them, some kind of you know live music kind of situation. Monoskin. <laughs> so it says here to kick off the year back in January, Monoskin released their latest album, Rush, and since then the band has been touring the world. Now fans can join them right in the comfort of their own homes. Sitting on the couch in their underpants, eating their Cheetos. That's not written there. That's my take on it. That's as the I band do. takes, as the band <laughs> takes over, I Heartland in Fortnite. That's interesting, and on Roblox on March seventeenth. That's cool. So, now this is really cool. We've we've talked about this through the history of the show. Like uh, you know, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden tours the world relentlessly. I would love to be able to watch every single Iron Maiden show? Am I going to fly to every single country so I can watch every single Iron Maiden show? No, but would I be willing to spend, you know, some equivalent of that amount of money to do it via Web3 in the metaverse? Yes, absolutely I would. So, no, this is cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mainskin's third album, 17 songs, yada, yada, yada. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, the band's Thomas Raggy explained of working with Morello... Ah, uh, that's the bloody music side. Not interested in that. As I said, I don't have a clue who this band is. I'm highly never likely to listen to them, but it's the underlying tech that I'm interested in. Here we go, Chase. Take that away. Bands can experience iHeartRadio Live with Matt, uh, Madison. I'm so sorry if I'm saying this wrong. And iHeartland and Fortnite and on Roblox for two days only, starting Friday, March 17th, 
So that's next that's next week at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. PT. While you're watching this great band that I can't pronounce their name, take over <laughs> take over the stage on Roblox. Head backstage for some never before seen great band content, which will air on the backstage screen. You can Absolutely. bounce over there via trampoline. Via trampoline, fans can also check out this great band's NBC non player character on iHeartland's pink carpet presented by NYX Professional Makeup and Snap a Selfie. Now, that everything that's in there, that is cool. Yeah. That is yeah. really cool. So not only can you go and watch the performance via this kind of Web3 Metaverse experience, you can, your little avatar, I would imagine, can jump on a trampoline and it's going to take you a, to a backstage area where you're going to see probably content that you can only see if you're part of this, you know, this event. So it adds, we talked about scarcity. Well, there's also scarcity of opportunity to see things. And we see this a lot with, um, a lot of comedians are doing this now where they're not, they're not um, putting their specials out on mainstream platforms. They're doing it on YouTube for a limited time only, like, or via their own website. Like, if you want to watch this performance, you pay for the access, and here it is. You've, you're, it's available for, for two weeks or whatever it may be. And then, um, you know, there's also, like, Patreon, where you get a lot of backstage content if you're a paid sponsor via Patreon. So, yeah. There was this one site called Friendster back in the days. This must have been like, oh, gosh, seven, eight years ago. They even had like um, celebrities promote it, right? Uh, J-Lo promoted it in one of her videos. Um, but it failed. Like, I'm wondering if it was ahead of its time. Yeah. Or it should have waited a bit longer, but basically, it's very it's very similar to this because they had not only can you, um, it's like a dating app, but not a dating app. It's a dating app. It's an app to find friends. Yep. You know, like you're new to a neighborhood. Let's see who wants to hang out at this place with me. But it, it's also had something where you could see shows live you could see these shows live and hang out backstage with the artists so i'm wondering if they just like wrong time wrong place wrong time it was just i think so i think a lot of this place a lot of this stuff is ahead of its time and what you've talked about there i used to do the old school version of that way way back like um when I, back in the day when i used to buy metal magazines there was always like a pen pals thing you know i I got in contact with a few people there because none of my in real life friends were interested in Slayer, Cannibal Corpse, you know, um, Cradle of Filth, any of those bands that I was madly passionate about. I couldn't have conversations with my in real life friends. I didn't give a crap about it. But it was through like those um, classifieds in the metal magazines that I'd, you know, I used to write letters to people. It was never like phone calls or anything, but it was just, hey, did you hear about this latest thing or, you know, keeping up to date with people that share similar interests. So, yeah, that's cool. I and had I a, think... pay, uh, a pay uh, a PayPal. I had a pen pal. Mm. He was from Russia. Yeah. It was pretty. It was so like back then. I think I was like thirteen, fourteen, and yeah, we talked about like uh, metal music. Same same thing. That's same crazy. deal. Yeah. Jesus. Man. Yes. So like, if you're a fan of this band, 
as Chi said, we apologize that we butchered the name and I'm sure it's going to be a great event. Um, what I'm really fascinated about and what I'm really excited about is the underlying tech. Would I do something like this for, um, you know, any of my f- top favorite bands, you know, Iron Maiden as a classic example? Absolutely. I'd Hell be yeah. all over this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. So, and we do know that uh, Iron Maiden as an example, they are involved in the space. They have done the Funko Pops NFT series. So fingers crossed that this is where they go because taking that as, a, and as an example, again, those guys aren't getting any younger. They're all in their 60s. I think they might even be pushing 70s, some of those guys. So maybe they can sit on their couch in their underpants eating Cheetos and playing their guitars as their avatars <laughs> spin about and headbang on stage. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> The circle of Cheetos life. Yes. <laughs> You're making me want Cheetos, man. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is cool. Like as part of the experience too, they're going to do a fan trivia challenge, yada, yada, yada. So no, I think that's really cool. As I said, no idea about the band. They looks absolutely horrendous. <laughs> like I would never want to listen to it. That's a I great would, picture of them. <laughs> I would probably prefer to go outside and lick the road, but oh. yes. Stop. But the tech, yes, I'm all over it. Good on you, main, main, <laughs> man skinned for, you know, being willing to take a chance at thing that is still very much in its early stages. All right, one more article to touch on cheese, and it is a wamboozle <laughs> whopdinger. Hold on to your pants. This is pretty huge. Uh, I can't wait. Let's see. Lego set to launch Metaverse Initiative in conjunction with Epic Games. What? Now, if you don't know, what? Epic Games is the the company behind Fortnite. So we do know Fortnite is branching out into Metaverse stuff and Epic Games is on board. So this is freaking massive. Yes. Yes. Because, like, I used to play so many Lego game, Lego uh, video games. They They have so many of them. They have... The Superman, the Batman, the Hulk, they have the whole, yep. oh, man. All right, so you, I want to read this. Come on. With the, just, <laughs> the suspense. The suspense. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Take it away. Danish toy giant Lego is building on its metaverse push by partnering with the gaming facilitator Epic Games to target digital markets. The Lego group is collaborating with gaming engine Epic Games to launch a metaverse-driven initiative targeting digital markets. According to reports, the popular Danish toy company seeks to diversify its entertainment offerings portfolio with this joint initiative. The Lego Epic Metaverse project entails a sprawling virtual world driven by the american video game and software developers resources when yes when um the denmark-based toy line could stake online brand recognition by offering lego products to consume customers in such markets so we talked about this before okay so if you buy a lego set for yourself or for your kid like I buy a Lego set for my son, Bodhi, right? He loves Lego. I can very easily see him being able to scan a Q card, a Q code on his phone, which gives him some kind of perk in whether it be, you know, some kind of epic game thing and vice versa. If he achieves some level of whatever upgrades in the game, that then allows him to qualify for some real in-life um, 
can only be got Lego set. You know, you can only get this Lego set if you do X, Y, and Z in this game or in this Web3 experience. So, yeah. This yeah, like imagine he, he buys like a Lego thing to create a plane, yeah. right? And then he scans it. And now he can actually have this plane in the metaverse. Yep. Oh. Now, fast forward a few years and you're putting on your AR, VR glasses and instead of looking through the instruction manual to how to put this thing together, you're following step-by-step instructions in the pop-up field of your vision. That's you know? amazing. That's a great idea. Now, this isn't in that article. That's just pure speculation. Yeah, that's us me. just yeah. like old farting. Yeah, but just farts. thinking ahead. So, yes, there's, a, <laughs> there's a quote there, Chase. Take that away. Oh, I better not. Oh, no. <laughs> we are doing a lot of things on the digital side. That is where... We are upping the investment. We know very well how to immerse consumers into the Lego universe in stores. We're working very hard to create that feeling of getting into the Lego brand universe also digitally. Have you ever been into a Lego, like a Lego, Lego store, only Lego store? Yeah, we've got one at our local supermarket here or a local shopping mall and actually we're heading to japan in a couple of weeks and one of the things we're booked in is to go to the lego land experience so that's gonna they're be fun, quite so. remarkable yeah I'll, I'll try to record a couple of videos or, or caught, That'd know, be cool. at least a few selfies while we're there so yeah now i wonder why oh, i guess it's smart i guess it's smart that they're not setting this up as their very own standalone metaverse it kind of feels like they're reaching out this kind of partnership to test the waters or something lego is definitely big enough to do something on their own oh yeah oh yeah but yeah because yeah. they have a lot of games out there actually they have a plethora of of, yes. of just regular gaming games a plethora. Oh, a plethora. why is it highlight like that? I want to highlight this, but you won't be able to read it. <laughs> the Danish toy giant also partnered, wow, with Sony through a $2 billion investment in Epic Games. The well, agenda. That just, answers, that just answers my point. Like, why aren't they doing their own? Well, they kind of are because they're invested in Epic Games. $2 billion ain't no, you know, that wow. ain't no small chunk of cheese. Yeah, geez, I get you. The yeah. agenda was to construct a metaverse platform to endear the toy brand more with a kids in a safe and secure format. That's important. At the time, Lego described the digital space as specifically designed for younger users and family friendly. That's great. I like that. Okay. that That's super smart now that I think of it. Rather than build their own thing from scratch, they've invested in Epic Games, which already has a massive customer base so it's just about you know yeah getting involved in a thing that's already there yeah that's very 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 smart um blah 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 blah, blah profitable run so yeah we're not going to touch on that now how do you think this is now speaking back to the minecraft experience where we had there was several big um NFT projects that were associated with Minecraft type experiences. And then Minecraft sent cease and desist letters, put the kibosh on all of that. Now, you and I have at least two groups of people that we know that are doing kind of Lego themed NFT experiences. Yeah. What does this bode for the future of those projects? See, first of all, I wonder how they even were accepted. I remember going through a very difficult whitelisting process, right? And yep. even if something looked slightly similar 
to the real thing. It was, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Boo-hoo, like, too bad. You can't get whitelisted, yada, yada. That's why I had to make a different name. Yeah. And it it, it was not anything that should have prevented me in my other name. So, like, we, you have people doing very similar image, images to that of Lego, unless they did it slightly different. But I don't know if Lego comes out with their own NFT thing, which they will, those other people will be considered um, fake. Want to be intellectual property rights violations or something like that. Yeah. So it's a tricky one. It's a tricky we'll have one. have to wait and see. But yeah, that's, again, that's just setting up for something monumental, something massive, yeah. I would think. All right. We've managed to run pretty long. Now, did we want to give a bit of a hint at what may be to come. Like I'm going to Japan for a month and I'm potentially, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I'm potentially going to miss at least three worst show ever's. We don't want the worst show ever to discontinue. We would love for it to continue during that period. Now, without mentioning any names, do you want to maybe give a little sneaky picky at what we might do? Well, the worst show ever in my opinion, will be the easy one to yep. not that you're you're replaceable. You're not. It'll just be like uh since it's a one-on-one and it's not as in-depth as the UDU podcast, it's easier for me to work with. Um yes. UDU podcast is gonna be a different story. It'll just be me and I will need help. I have a few people in mind that I want to reach out to. I won't put their names here, so no pressure, but I will be tapping some people on the on the shoulders for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd rather set something up, like we had this conversation before we kicked off today, I'd rather set something up on the off chance that I can't do anything, which is probably fairly highly likely, given that we're going to be touring here, there, and everywhere, like Legoland and all over the place. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. And I actually had this conversation with my in real life colleagues. We've had meetings this week. Like um, I, I kind of co-teach. I've got like an apprentice teacher and she was starting to get a bit nervous at the prospect of me going away for a month and then having to take over all of the class leadership roles. Like if you don't know, I'm a kindergarten teacher and like, and the other two um, assistants in the room as well, and I said, look, take this as an opportunity. Like I'm very similar in the in this kind of Web3 space as I am in real life. I tend to be kind of obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I tend to take <laughs> over things. So I, I, I said to them too, like use this as an opportunity to try new things. Do whatever you want. It's fine. You know, it's yeah. turn gonna, it into a positive. I'm not going to argue with any of those. Yes, I'm very aware (laughs) of my many character flaws, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So what are we saying? Uh, We are saying that, um, actually, is it it next week? Am I here for next week's show? Yes, next week. Yes. Yeah, next week will potentially be the last one that I'm on for a while. So um, keep your eyes and ears out for that. And, yes, there may be some exciting things on the way. You might have to rename it. It's it might not be the worst show ever. It might be like um the pretty good shows. No, nah, taking we'll never, a break. We'll never be good. 
Okay. But it's good to be bad. Yeah, yeah. I love being bad. Dur, 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 dur. Bad to I the that, teams. <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to wrap us up on. Should I should I send us out, Ben? Yeah, I think so. All right. Go for it. You know, stay good, stay healthy, and stay fresh, you cheese bags. some of that quality outdoor decor but you got no freaking idea where to go oh come on over to samurai aquatics and decor for all your outdoor decor needs got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse do you just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Get yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We got saunas to fire you up, and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally, stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating, and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz, and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.